This is the Detailing Business Class Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about what do you do when you spend $15,000 on starting your business and things aren't going the way you hope they would. And welcome back to another podcast episode. On this one, I'm going to be reviewing a DM that I received from someone on Instagram. Again, I say this all the time. Follow me on Instagram. If you're not, you can shoot me a DM over there. You could reply to the stories. You can keep up with behind the scenes content. So my Instagram handle is at DetailGroove. So I'm going to read you uh, this quick little conversation that we had. And then we'll dive into the lessons that comes with what this person is saying because one many of you will have the same idea of what to do and then you know uh, another segment of you would actually do what took place here and you want to find a a a route or you know a a process to get back on track so i'm going to read you the dm right now and then we'll talk about the lessons about this experience and what this person went through so the DM says, I spent 15000 and quit my job to do auto detailing full time. Probably not a good idea to jump all in like that. But anyways, I did it and it's been and it's not and it's not working out. I live in somewhere somewhere and man, I haven't gotten a call for a job since the beginning of October and it is now the beginning of December. Um, well, that's not part of the message. I'm letting you know. It, the last customer he had was in October and two months later, he still hasn't received another customer. Um, I have five maintenance clients, which two are close friends. I've tried it all, bro. Business cards, shirts, logos on van, Facebook ads, Google ads, Yelp ads, even a little SEO. Got it to third on the list and nothing in big caps. Nothing, nothing. It has to be the market. There's not a lot of detailers uh, here, so that's why I jumped in like I did. I thought there was lo- there would be lots of customers, but I was wrong. And th- that was the first message he, re- he sent and then I responded with, um, that's not good. What did you spend the 50 k- 15K on? And his, this is his final response, and then we'll get into the lesson. It says, that, well, I didn't have a car. I always rode with someone, always been the saver type. So I quit and put 7000 down on a van. Water tank cost me 350 bought a pressure washer, AquaProvac, uh, Aqua steamer. In all, basically, I have everything I need to do the job. I think I spent anywhere between 9000 and 12000 for the tools and products. And then the final message he sends is, I want to give up and I guess go back to school, but I haven't. I've told myself it's the winter. It's 60 degrees, so it's not even cold like that. Plan right now is to ride the winter wave until February and see if I can grow. Or am I doing something wrong? Is there a secret no one told me about? Because I swear I see lots of people who live off this business. I do got to say they live in bigger cities like Cali or Texas. Okay, so that was a lot to unpack. So let's start over from the very beginning. And where he says, I the first thing he said um, is, I quit my job and spent $15,000 on tools and products. So clearly that's, you know, I, a lot of this is just going to be things that I've said in the past where you never want to quit your full-time job. Look, most of us probably dislike our full-time job. Most of us would wish to just be able to quit, quit and, you know, dive headfirst into our business. But the reality is once you quit your day job, your finances will dry up. You will not be able to supplement your uh, job income with your business income within a couple of months. Like maybe some will, like either you get lucky, either you already been working on your business, on your side business for X amount of months or years or whatever, whatever the case may be. But for the majority of us, we will not be able to quit 
and replace our full-time income with our business income. It's just not happening. So to quit your day job is a big, big emotional decision that's usually not going to play in your favor. You're going to run out of finance, uh, out of your finances, and then you know you're going to be scrambling, wondering, "Hey, how am I going to pay for my phone bill? How am I going to pay for my, you know, whatever the case may be, my gas, my whatever?" So you know, instead of trying to grow your business, you get super hyper focused on just trying to pay your bills and just trying to survive. So. You know, it's not ideal for you, but the reality is you have to hold on to your job as long as you can until you're able to have a sustainable uh, growth in your business. And I don't mean you have to be making, you know, uh, $10,000 a month in your detailing business in order to leave it, but at least to where like, you know, you have at least, you know, $500 coming in every single week or $700 coming in every single week. You know, that's is that is a better much better way to start growing your business and to you know project what you can do versus no customers, no revenue, no nothing, and you dive in head first. And trust me, if you just quit your job, and even if you even if you have your savings, right, you have twenty thousand dollars in savings, the finances will dry up. Okay, like you will run yourself towards desperation if you just quit and you know immediately jump into your business with no experience with no skill set of like business or marketing the chances of you coming out on top are very slim and that's you know that that'll be another topic of discussion of you know how much should you commit to yourself you know because you know to some degree it's like confidence courage you know faith in yourself and then it you know it passes the point and then it gets to now you're just being ignorant and you didn't do your due diligence and now you're just being stubborn. You know, there, there is that, that, that crossing point of one is like, you know, being confident. The other one is you need to slow down and just get a reality check. But that's for another discussion. Um, okay, so let's see. Now, what you'll notice here is that I'm not going to name the area just because, I don't know, just to keep it more private. But what he says here is he says, I live in X city and man, um, I thought it would be completely different. There's no detailers, detailers around here, so I thought I'd be able to get a lot of customers. And then later in the message, he also says, I think it's the winner. I'm just going to write it out. I see other people living off this business, and they, but they live in Cali or Texas. And what you can tell from these messages, from these three messages that are received, is that a lot of the blame is put towards other external factors other than himself, right? It's one thing to say, hey, man, I didn't do my research. I thought I was going to be able to get, you know, whatever, make $2,000 in my first two months, but I haven't made any. These are the tactics I tried and this, like, it didn't work out. So, you know, whatever, whatever. But instead he's saying, well, you know what? It's because this, or it's because that, well, it's not really because this, but I'm going to say it's because this. So in this situation, it is absolutely best or vital, I should say, that you you know, essentially blame it on yourself, right? Because if you, if you just put it on external factors, right, then it's not your fault. Then it's not, you know, it wasn't you who put yourself in this predicament. Well, it's it's the area. It's the it's the weather. It's the, you know, uh, the population. You don't want to do that. Anytime there's a, 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 anything that anything good or bad happens, mostly bad, is you want to look at yourself and be like, yeah, I was the problem of this. Or at least I was I was the one that didn't come up with a solution to this problem. It may not have been your problem, but you didn't come up to the solution to the problem that's not in front of you. So definitely, definitely, when you when you when you run across a problem, make sure that you stop 
yes, you analyze exterior factor, external factors that are taking place, but you have to look back at, your, at yourself and be like, where did I go wrong? Yes, this happened. Yes, that happened. Yes, all those things took place. But looking at myself, what could I have done differently to come up with a different solution or come up with a different outcome than what actually took place? Now, we'll go to the next point of, as he says here, he put $7,000 on a van. He, he, you know, so there, he, he didn't have a vehicle. So, okay, I can give you that, like, to get a vehicle. 7000 okay, sure, you know, not a big deal. Uh, but then he said he, you know, he bought the, the, the pressure washer, the steamer, the water tank, the extractor, basically everything he needs. And he spent he spent nine to $12,000 on all that stuff. I'm, I'm, is that, I think that's including the van, probably. Okay, but regardless, so... You have to understand that customers are more important than being a detailer, okay? And it sounds kind of funny because it, because it's like, wait, but I'm, I'm starting a business to be a detailer to offer detailing services. So, yes, yes, you of course, you need to be a great detailer and understand detailing. But what I'm saying is in this situation, although, yes, he has everything he needs to be a detailer and to offer every service and to handle mostly every situation – he has no customers that's going to make it useful for him to have all those things, right? He has literally the steamer extractor. He needs something done in the interior. He got it, but he doesn't have the customers. No one is asking him for any services. So what what good does it do for anyone that he has all those things and he can't use any of it because he doesn't have the customers to back it up? So, you know, buy what you can within the budget that you're allowed, but also you have to base that off of your current business phase. For instance, if you have you know, $1,000 to spend on a steamer, should you? Well, you have the budget for it, so you'll say, yeah, I can. But you don't have the customers to back that up. So whether you have a $100 steamer or a $1,000 steamer, it doesn't make much of a difference because one, you either have no customers or two, you have so little customers that it doesn't make a big difference whether you have the big bad $1,000 one or you have the affordable just starting $100 steamer. So don't get into that mindset of saying, well, I really want everything. Like I really do need everything because you will easily, easily, easily trick yourself and say, yeah, I really do need everything. You know what? I do need that expensive steamer. I do need that expensive extractor. I do need need that you know 21 millimeter throw i do need that 15 millimeter throw i do need that ceramic coating and you will go on and on and you will come up with these scenarios in your head to justify to absolutely justify why you need to make that purchase and you will easily justify a five thousand seven thousand eight thousand ten thousand dollar budget because you feel like you absolutely need that to be successful and let me tell you right now without a shadow of a doubt that is completely false because what you want to do or what you should do, I should say, is move in increments with your business. As your business grows, as your business increases, so does your tools, product, experience, and skill set. If you purchase the $1,000 steamer, the $1,400 extractor, the $500 uh, polisher, the, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the tools and products, your skill set and experience do not match that equipment. So, yes, you might have the $1,000 steamer, but you're going to be you're going to be just as slow and inefficient with it as if you were using the $100 steamer because you have no idea what you're doing yet. So even if you do have the nice fancy tools and products, you're still going to be slow. You're still going to move like like you don't know what you're doing because you don't know what you're doing. It's going to take time and experience for you to get down those 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 you know your your systems, your processes 
once you establish that, then it makes a lot more sense to upgrade those tools and products because you have a much better sense of what's going on in your operations. I always say this, like if, if you give someone that has no idea what they're doing with detailing and you give them the steamer, like that, like a nice steamer, a nice extractor, the nice polisher, they're still going to take a long time. They're still going to be slow because they don't know where all those tools and products fit in the system. They're going to throw it. They're going to use it every single time wherever they think they can. But that in itself doesn't mean you're going to be any more faster. Just because you have the machine doesn't mean you should use the machine every single time you have the opportunity to use it. And that only comes with experience on the actual job and understanding where you put where or what you put where in order to be most efficient. Okay, so next point is this one. I've tried it all, bro. Business cards, shirts, logos on vans, Facebook ads, Google ads, Yelp ads, and even a little SEO. Now, if you followed my channel for a while, you know exactly what I'm going to say to this because I've made dozens and dozens and dozens of videos, emails, Instagram posts, stories on this specific question or topic or whatever you want to say is that if you spend your time working on multiple marketing tactics like Instagram, then you jump to Facebook, then you jump to Yelp ads, then you jump to a little SEO, then you jump to this, then you jump to that, you are not going to get favorable results. If you want to maximize the potential of whatever platform that you're using, whatever it may be, you have to just focus on one thing and do that one thing to the best of your ability to get the most, to get the most results out of it. And until you do that, don't do anything else. So again, this person, let's call him Bob. Bob said, I did business cards. I did shirts. I did logos on van, Facebook ads, Google ads, Yelp ads, and even a little SEO. So if you're jumping left to right on all these different platforms, how do you expect to get the results that you want when you're not giving the respect and attention and energy and action towards the platforms that need it the most? Right, like if you really want results, out of Facebook ads, well then give Facebook ads the respect that it needs and the time it needs and the attention that it needs in order to get favorable results. If you just spend $20 over five days and you got one like and you're like, okay, that's it, it doesn't work. Okay, onset Google ads. And then you go and spend $30 over two weeks and you get no leads and you know, like it doesn't go in your favor. Then Okay, that didn't work. Let me go to the next one. That's not marketing that's not you know growing your business that's you literally just i don't even know what it's called it's you playing business it's not you being an actual business owner or focusing on marketing you cannot jump from tactic to tactic platform to platform thinking that one of these are going to stick what's going to work for you and it's he says it at the very bottom of the message is um uh over here it says um Am I doing something wrong? Is there a secret no one told me about because I swear I see lots of people who live off this business? And the problem with this is that there is no secret. There's never been a secret. I uh, Which video is it? Just in a recent YouTube video that I posted, I literally said there is no... And I, you can go back two, three years from my videos and I say the same thing. There is no secret to growing your business. You need customers, which is marketing. Too many of us are focused as a detailer. Too many of us jump right in like Bob did here. And they, you know, they're 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 basing it on their gut feeling, their intuition. Yes, there's not a lot of details around here. Yada yada yada. And then it doesn't work out. But there is no secret to this. It's the most basic of basic things that every business needs. Marketing and sales. There is nothing else other than that. 
there's only but a few marketing channels that are really going to work. There's Facebook ads. There's reg- there's organic Facebook. There's Instagram ads. There's regular in- um, organic Instagram. There's Google ads. There's SEO. And that is literally about it. Like there's, I mean, you, know, you can grow through other, through, you know, via other routes or platforms, I should say. But like those are going to be like the main staples. Like you just have to figure out how to maximize the results there and your business will grow. Like it's nothing out of this world. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing that that no one talks. There is no secret to any of this. It is all out there because it's just literally what every business needs. But you get so caught up in your emotional state that you feel like there is some secret. Like I have to be doing something wrong because there's no way I'm failing, right? There's no way that I can fail. Like everything is in my favor. I have the van. I have the tools. I have, you know, I quit my job. I have all this time to focus on this. Then why am I not succeeding? And if I'm not succeeding when I have everything in my favor, it's because there's some secret I haven't figured out. But the re- the reality is you've been so, uh, there's been this this blind in front of you thinking that you're going in the right direction because you think you've put everything in your favor by quitting your job, by getting the van, by spending all that money on the tools and products, by you know doing all these things. But the reality is what you thought was in your favor were actually just everything was in your odds. You were going in the wrong direction from the very get-go. And again, this isn't to hate on Bob, you know, because many people go through this. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to speak in general, but obviously I'm reading off of Bob's messages. So Bob, don't think I'm like, you know, hating on, hating on you or anything. This is a great learning experience uh, for many others. Um, because I, I, I'm telling you, I see this literally all, the, I get these questions all the time, but this one was very thorough. So I figured I would, um, I would kind of make a, a, an episode on this one. Now, actually, I will mention where he's from. Bob is from, I should have just done this from the beginning, but I don't think about it. Bob is from, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this one, M-Y-R-T-L-E Beach. Myrtle Beach? I don't know. You guys are laughing at me right now. You're like, oh, yeah, everyone gets that wrong. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And in South Carolina, the population is, now obviously, you know, every city and county is going to be different. um, But South Carolina as a state as of let's see 2018 i think let's go with 2018 numbers with 2018 is 5 million people in in uh in south carolina now the place that he's in is what's it called in um it's my i got to figure that out i don't know i think it's like 30 i think it's like 30,000 if i if last time i checked i think it was like 30,000 now, in that specific city that he's in with 30,000, that's a small population, right? That is a small population. Um, but South Carolina, South Carolina as a whole is 5 million. So is it the area, right? As he said, is it his market that's causing him to fail? Um, no, because I live in Houston, the fourth largest city in America. And trust me, there are plenty of detailers. There are plenty of detailers plenty of detailers in the area that are struggling every day to get customers that are struggling to make money that are having a hard time you know just keeping the lights on so is it really just the area that you're in that really hinders your performance and slows you down because you know in every state big or small in every city big or small there's going to be detailers that are thriving that are growing, that are having a successful business. 
And in those same areas, in those same states and cities, there's going to be even more detailers that are struggling, that can't get customers, that for some reason think, hey, it's the market. I can't be successful here. I probably have to move somewhere else to be more successful. Now, some of those will have some validity to it, right? If you do live in a very small city of 15,000 people, will it be more uh, ideal for you to be in a city with 500,000, with 1.2 million, with 2.5 million? Of course it will. But the problem with here that I'm seeing with Bob is that, again, he thought he had everything in his favor, but he didn't do the basic due diligence to see, hey, like, why isn't there a lot of detailers in this area, right? Because he said, there's not a lot of detailers here, so I figured I'd get a lot of customers. Well, why do you think there's not a lot of detailers in this small town? Is it because people just don't want their car detailed? Is it because, um, you know, just it, the, the detailing wave hasn't hit your area? Or is it because there's just not a lot of people there to begin with? Maybe there's so few detailers because that's not the main service area that people want to target because the bigger market to service is you know 15 miles down from you again i don't know if that's right or wrong i'm just trying to give you guys different you know you know uh things to think about uh about the situation so don't think don't just blame it on the market okay don't just say oh well it's the market it's my area it's the people it's the whatever whatever that although it may be true the bigger problem is that what you didn't do the due diligence to check on that. You did not say, Hey, maybe how do I do this? Like, okay, there's not a lot of detailers. Well, the detailers that are here, what are they charging? How long have they been in business? Is it just them running it on their own or do they have employees? Who's the biggest detailer in this area? How many cars do they do per day? What type of vehicles are they servicing? Who are their customers? What type of clients are they getting? You know, those questions would have been tremendously uh, a tremendous help for you to figure out before you just dove in. So it's definitely not just the market. It's It could be to an extent, but would I put 90%, 80%, 70% of the blame on the market? No, I'd put a majority of the, of the blame. You know, I say blame just because that's the word I'm using, but, you know, I don't think, like, you're you're being punished here. Um, but I, I would put 80%, 90% of the blame on myself, right? Like, if I'm in, the, if I'm in Bob's situation, I'm going to look at myself and I'm going to be like, yeah, this is my problem. I, I caused this. I'm, I need to be able to get this, uh, to get myself out of the situation. If you always just look, you know, externally, then, you know, you feel like you don't really own anything. Like, you know, it's not my fault. It's, it's this, it's that, it's this. So definitely look into yourself and be like, yeah, I messed up. Now, how do I get out of this situation? So now in this situation, how do you get out of it? What's the game plan to actually put yourself back on track and to move forward? So if you're really in a tight situation, right? I mean, let's say you have, you know, you saved up 50000 and you know you have six months to make it work uh, before your finances run out. Okay, so th- that, you know, unless that information was not put here, you know, that, that would be a good move. If you have 50000 and you know, hey, I could spend X amount, I have six months. If not, then I got to go get a job. Okay, that'd be fair. But let's say you don't, which, I, you know, I, I could just only assume most of us do not. Um, I would say check your ego, right? That that's the first thing I, I tell people that hey, if you're if things aren't going in your direction, the first thing you have to do, you know, if you're talking to me, like, you know, if you want advice from me, is you have to check your ego, right? You're not this big shot, you know, this, you know, 10 time all-star entrepreneur that knows what he's doing that can, you know, fourth quarter, we're down two touchdowns and you can make the play calls to, you know, do a pick six and then run the clock. You know, you're not, you know, you don't have that that experience yet to make those calls. So if you're not in that situation, check your ego and go get a part-time job. 
Literally, just go get a part-time job. I don't care what it is, where it's at, the hours, but you need to have some type of stability back in your life to help you make better decisions. Right now, if you're in panic mode and you just need to make enough money to pay the bills, you are you are operating at a completely different level of your mindset on how to grow your business. You're not thinking about so you're not thinking about like a long-term process, right? You said you did a little bit of SEO. You can't do a little bit of SEO and think it's going to work. SEO is a long-term play, three, six, nine months out. If you're in that desperation phase and you want to grow your business through SEO, can you really wait three to six to nine months to get results? Absolutely not. You cannot do that. So when 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 your finances are running tight and you're in that desperation phase, you can't think with a clear head. You can't take action. You can't make decisions with a level head. You are just thinking about how to make just enough money to pay the bills, how to make just enough money to make sure that I don't lose money right now. So yes, go get a part-time job, whatever, 10, uh, 10, uh, 20, 30 hours, whatever the case may be, but it will give you stability. Again, I'm not gonna. Give, I'm not gonna tell you exactly what job that's on you and you know whatever you did in the past and whatever whatever you know whatever you need. Um, but yeah, get a part time job just to get some stability back, just to be able to be like, wow, I have money again. I can pay these bills. I can get financial pressure off of me. You know, all these things are very important to help you grow your business. Okay, so the next thing is gonna be focus on one thing and do that to the best of your ability. So out of everything you just said. Which one is a more sustainable option for you to do over the next three to six months, right? Can you run Facebook ads for the next three to six months? I'm not telling you the exact quantity, right, as far as how much money to put into Facebook ads, but just know, like, what can you do over the next three to six months where the one thing you do, it's all you do, and you get the most results out of, the, out of that one thing. For me, when I started SEO back in 2014, I literally only did that. I didn't post on Instagram. I didn't post on Facebook. I didn't run Facebook ads. I didn't run Google ads. The one thing I focused on over the next three, uh, whatever, six months is on search engine optimization on my website. And that's literally all I did. So I'm not saying what you should do. I'm just saying like the question is, what can you focus your time and attention over the next three to six months to get the most results out of it to actually get customers and make money? Next is to get more customers right now, I would say reach out to all your friends and family members and ask them one, if they need their vehicle service, yes, you can give it at a discount, at a reduced price, at a whatever. I wouldn't worry about it too much. It is your friend and family. Uh, but from there, you want to get reviews from them on your Google, uh, your Google My Business listing, right, on your listing on Google. And you want them, more importantly, to one or to, you know, the second part of this is you want them to give you a shout out on their social media, social, social media so after you service their vehicle, you tell them, hey, can you share this on your Facebook? Can you share this on your Twitter? Can you share this on your Instagram? Can you uh, tag me on your stories? Um, either that or without even servicing, servicing them, just te- or, you know, um, email them, te- talk to them, DM them and say, hey, can you uh, give my business a shout out on your Instagram? Whatever, like without actually servicing their vehicle. Like, hey, here's a photo. Here's my uh, my ad on Instagram or Facebook or, or wherever, and just give me a shout out. Just let people know if they need their vehicle serviced to hit me up, and I'll take care of them. 
just do that. Like, just sim- like it's as simple as that to get started. And this is true for anyone getting started. It's just follow that simple process. You don't need to be like, okay, let me do something crazy and run Facebook ads and get a website and do this and do that. No, you don't do. You don't need to do any of that. Just reach out to your inner circle, right? The people that 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 know, like, and trust you, and say, hey, can you shout me out on your social media? Can you tag me? Can you refer me someone? Can you, you know, just simple things like that. Just let people know that you actually have a business and you offer these services, and you'll be surprised. You'll get some momentum just by doing this if you stick to it. Of course, this is like a short term you know, just a little boost of traction and customers and revenue. But if you stick to it and you keep on, you know, hey, shout me out. Hey, you know, refer me someone. Hey, like you can build a little bit of momentum um, with this strategy. So I would definitely, definitely recommend you just start off with this just to see what you can get out of it right now without waiting, you know, another month or so to get any results. Hopefully you took some information away from this one. We're going to wrap it up right here. But there was a lot to dig into this, uh, into this, one uh well two dms that i received from this one person so again if you want me to kind of help you out via podcast episode then shoot me your dms i'm not going to respond to every single one of them because it gets out of hand sometimes but i do i do generally try to read all of them because i do like i do get ideas um or you know things like this where i'll get a dm and i'm like wow this is this will be a great thing to to share on the podcast so Follow me on Instagram. It's at Detail Groove. I post behind the scenes. I post polls, questions. I do lives. I post a bunch of content there. Um, it's the best way to kind of reach, you know, reach out to me. I'm not saying I'll respond, but again, like I, I, I will read your DM or comments. Um, so yeah, check me out on Instagram. Other than that, it is now the last uh, last month of 2020. So be on the lookout for more consistent training over the next month. That way we can really get into gear moving into 2021. I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Bye.